I had some ideas about some things I might want to talk about tonight. Uh, there's been some uh, themes that I've been thinking about uh, discussing, talking about on Sunday night. Usually we have a continuity, uh, some continuity of instruction on Sunday night, and there's some things that have been coming up and some things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I've been planning on giving uh, a couple of talks probably on sense pleasure and the drawbacks of sense pleasure. And uh, I had also uh, been thinking about giving a talk on reflection. I had been away for a while and really had some time to do some reflection, so I thought I might give a talk about reflection. And uh, last week in the question and answer session, we had a really good discussion about right livelihood and the Buddha's uh, position in terms of livelihood. And I... I, uh, I thought I might talk about that tonight. And, and those are some of the themes that I think I will talk about over uh, the next few weeks. Uh, I had thought I would talk about one of those things, uh, and, and I realized that it was Mother's Day tonight, and uh, I really didn't want to talk about that. Uh, oftentimes I do talk about uh, our mothers and Mother's Day on Mother's Day because we always meet here on Sunday night. We've been meeting every Sunday night for the last seven years, and uh, we've met every Mother's Day for the last seven years, and I almost always give a talk. And I wasn't planning on, uh, on giving that particular talk this year, uh, but as it got closer to the day, I realized that it was a talk that I really needed to give uh, because it's such an important theme uh, within the, uh, the scheme of the Buddhist teachings. It's one of the most important themes, actually, uh, our relationship to our parents and uh, the importance of having respect for our parents. One of the most critical themes uh, in the Buddhist teachings. So it, uh, it certainly uh, is an important thing to talk about, and I didn't want to uh, let that pass this week. One of the most noteworthy places where the Buddha spoke about our relationship with our parents was his inst- in his instructions on right view or right understanding. The un- the understanding that we need to develop. We could call it skillful understanding or skillful view. The kind of understanding that we need to develop on this path if we're going to find freedom from suffering and find happiness in this life. And Any quality is skillful if it leads us towards the end of suffering and towards happiness. So in his teaching on skillful or right view, uh, he talks about the importance of relationship with parents. There's actually two components to right view or right understanding that he speaks about. Uh, The first level of right view, uh, this is probably not a great translation. I mean, I don't like the translation. It's known as mundane right view, but it's the first level of developing right view. Uh, uh, And the idea is that we develop mundane right view or mundane understanding and understanding of certain things and in accord with that understanding we begin to follow through in terms of deepening our understanding and taking the actions that support that understanding and then when we do that we begin to develop uh, more uh, of a non-agitated mind and a more of a groundedness and from that place we're able to develop what's known as noble right view, 
which really comprises looking very deeply at uh, the mind uh, through understanding our suffering and how to find an end of our suffering. So uh, really it's mundane right view uh, that enables us uh, to develop some stillness, some concentration, so we can develop noble right view, which enables us to find the end of suffering and find freedom in this life. So uh, we can think of mundane right view of developing this understanding that leads to finding happiness, the first level of finding happiness, which is critical. And uh, one of the ways that he uh, describes this understanding, and again, the action that uh, accords with it, is he says, uh, and this seems, may seem a little cryptic, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about uh, what he's saying here, is he says very specifically uh, in describing uh, right view, right understanding, there is that which is given, there is that what is given, what is offered, what is sacrificed. There are fruits and results of good and bad actions. There is this world and the next. There is mother and father. There are spontaneously reborn beings. There are priests and contemplatives who, faring rightly and practicing rightly, proclaim this world and the next after having directly known and realized it for themselves. So uh, there's a lot, of course, that he's speaking to there. Uh, the port, the, and, and you know, to me, I think the important thing uh, is that he's laying out a few things here that are really important that we have to understand. And one of them is there is mother and there is father. Yeah. And what he's saying there is that uh, the relationship that we have with our mother and our father is of essential importance, and that. Uh, the way that we relate to them is uh, absolutely tied in with whether or not we're going to be happy in this life. He's laying out some other things here, too. I mean, he's basically describing, in describing this first level of understanding, he says there is that which is given, which is offered, which is sacrificed. So he's saying, what he's saying there is generosity is important. If you practice generosity, that'll begin to lead to happiness. He's saying there are fruits and results of good and bad actions. He's saying that there's actions that we take that are skillful that lead to happiness, and there's actions that we take that are unskillful that lead to non-happiness and suffering. And he's saying there is mother and father. So there's actions that we take that relate to our mother and our father that will lead to either suffering or non-suffering. So one of the ways I like to understand or, or, or teach a mundane right view is basically what he's teaching is the law of karma here, that whatever actions we take have results. Whatever actions we take, we have results. So if you want to begin to get good results and you want to begin to experience happiness, take certain good actions like practice generosity, develop, develop ethical conduct, and what he's including in that and, and, and the broad scope of those actions are take actions that come out of the heart, that come out of love, come out of compassion. And he's giving some real specifics and one of those specifics he's giving is you know, take actions in terms of your... Uh, relationship to your parents that are skillful. This is one of the most important set of actions that you can take in this life, is what he's saying, if you really want happiness. Very, very, very important. 
So one of the ways that we could think about this is that uh, we have a certain debt to our parents, we have a moral debt to our parents, and it's a debt that has to be repaid. Okay, and this is something that he talked about again and again and again, that we have a certain moral debt to our parents, and this is a debt that has to be repaid. These are really some really important things to think about. You know, if you're really serious or even semi-serious about following this path, this is something you really have to think about very importantly. And you're not even going to get past this level of mundane wisdom unless you begin to embrace this idea. Four Noble Truths, that's... That's a fantasy if we don't begin to start to embrace this idea. So we have to learn to respect our parents, respect our mother, respect our father. In a meditation community, we're asked to respect the teacher or respect the other members of the community. What the Buddha taught is that if you aren't able to respect the teacher, you're not going to be open to the teachings, you're not going to be able to learn the teachings, and you are accordingly not going to be able to find the end of suffering and find happiness in this life. So there has to be respect for the teacher. If you are able to respect the teacher, you'll be able to be open to the teachings and to take the actions that you need to take to find the end of suffering. You'll be able to be part of this ongoing effort to find freedom that teachers and students on this path have been following for thousands of years. So it's so critical in a meditation community that we have respect for our elders, our, uh, the wise members of our group, and our teachers. The Buddha was very, very, uh, very, very adamant about this. In fact, he forbade teachers to teach if students weren't respectful. So that's, and that's written into the law for teachers that if, uh, if a teacher is in a group and there's people who aren't being respectful that you shouldn't pass on the Dharma. You shouldn't try to pass on the Dharma because that lack of respect uh, compromises the teaching. That lack of respect sullies the teaching. So it's very important for teachers to uh, only teach in an, in, a, in an environment where there is respect. Many stories in the, in, in the canon of the Buddha refusing to teach when there were people who were being disrespectful. In the same way, we need to have respect for parents. Just like we need to be open that if we have respect for parents, we're able to, uh, teachers, we're able to be open to the teachings. If we're able to have respect for parents, we can be open to the gift of life that they've given us. We can be open to the idea of giving. The idea of giving. The idea of letting go. Which is so much emblemized by what they've done in terms of giving to us. If we can have this respect for parents, we can be part of the effort to honor this gift that they've given us, this gift of life. 
we can be part of this effort to be happy in this life. If we don't have this respect for our parents, just like if we don't have respect for our teachers, if there's anger, if there's hatred, it interferes with, it undermines our ability to be able to accept the gift that they've given us and to be able to take the gift that they've given us and really do something with it, to make the most of it. Just like if you don't respect your teachers and the other members of the group, you're not going to be able to make the most of this gift of the Dharma. If we don't respect our mother, our parents, we're not going to be able to make the most of the gift of this life. So we could say that if you think about in terms of a Dharma class, if you disrespect the teacher and the other students in the class, uh, what you're really doing is disrespecting yourself, right? You're really disrespecting yourself because you're disrespecting your own capacity to awaken by embracing the, te- embracing the teachings. Well, it's the same idea with our mother, our parents. If we disrespect our parents... And it doesn't have to be, you know, disrespecting them outwardly for the physical or verbal action. It may be in our minds. We disrespect them. We disrespect our mother. If we disrespect our parents, we really disrespect ourselves. This is what it really comes down to. So this respect for parents, this learning to let go of the disrespect, the anger, the hatred, is essential is essential if we want to find happiness in this life. It's essential if we want to find happiness in this life. And that's the point I really want to make in this talk, that this is an essential component of our ability to find happiness in this life. If we disrespect our parents, we disrespect ourselves, we disrespect the gift they've given us, this gift of life. We disrespect our capacity to find happiness in this life we lose respect for ourselves if you think about it we lose respect to ourselves here, they, here they've given us this gift here they've given us our, this gift and we're not receiving it skillfully you know, they've given us this gift of life and what are we doing we're cultivating disrespect and hatred and anger so we really disrespect ourselves on the highest level in many ways there's great pain great pain that comes when we disrespect the people who've given us the most important gift that we've ever gotten. There's great pain that comes from that. Great pain. The Buddha said the most important relationships that we'll ever have are our relationships with our parents because of these karmic implications, because of the repercussive effect of the way that we relate to them. That if the way we relate to them, whether they're here or not, is skillful, this will lead to happiness, but if it's unskillful, it'll take us straight to hell. So it's the most, and you know, we could say that about all of our relationships, but the impact of an unskillful relationship with another being is most profound in terms of our relationship with our parents. If it's unskillful, it'll take us to a greater hell than any other relationship. You know that, right? You know that. It's the most pain, it can be the most painful relationship that you could possibly have, or the most joyful, or the most joyful, right? We all know that. I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. I'm just making you look at it. That's all. 
And of both parents, the mother, the relationship with the mother is actually the most profound and the most important. You know, both of our parents gave us this gift of life, but you know, our mother really gave it to us, right? Carried us around you know, in her belly for nine months. The most profound gift we've ever been given, we've been given by her. Took care of us, fed us. You know, if, if, if our mother or parents didn't feed us when we were babies, we wouldn't be here. We'd be, we wouldn't have survived. So if there's aversion, if there's hatred, there's profound repercussions for us. There's profound repercussions for us. There's great suffering. If there's non-aversion, if there's love in terms of the relationship that we have with our mother, there's also profound repercussions of great happiness. So these are things just to, you know, we just want to reflect on in a very gentle way, but they're very important to reflect on. You know, our mother gave us this gift acted in this extraordinarily generous way. The greatest form of generosity that there possibly could be is to give the gift of life. If there's ingratitude toward that being on any level, you know, if there's aversion, if there's anger, if there's hatred, there's great pain. We experience great pain. Great pain. If we haven't been able to use this gift skillfully and instead we've expressed hatred and particularly hatred towards her, there's great pain. There's great pain. If this relationship is unresolved, if it's stricken with ingratitude, with hatred, the pain is devastating. We all know that. You know, we all know that. I mean, I know from myself there's no, uh, there's no relationship around which there's greater pain. I've done a lot over the years to, to work on that relationship. And I know, you know, I've seen in people who haven't worked on that relationship to continue to hold on to hatred. Continue to hold on to hatred, and there's many who do. I know some very personally, very well, who hold on to hatred towards their, their mother. Extraordinary suffering. Extraordinary suffering that comes from that. Extraordinary suffering. So the message of the talk, uh, again, is that uh, it's essential that we work out this relationship if it's not worked out. And if it is worked out or we've begun to work it out to some extent, we need to continue to work it out and to deepen it and to, uh, and to make it even stronger. This is one of the most critical intentions that we can have on this path. There is mother and there is father. We want enlightenment. We want all this. What does he say first? There is mother and there is father. There is generosity. There is skillful action. This is one of the most important intentions that you can begin to cultivate, is to work out this karma, to work out this relationship. And and we can do this. If we come here and we practice and we learn what the Buddha teaches... If we follow the Buddha's instructions, this is what he's teaching us to do, right? How to work out our 
anger and our hatred. This is what we've been learning here. He teaches us how to develop virtue, how to develop concentration, how to develop discernment and wisdom, how to understand our suffering, how to let go of it, how to open the heart, how to live in relationship with metta, with compassion. So we can work out this relationship with our mother uh, using the tools that the Buddha gives us, whether our mother is alive or not. We still need to work out that relationship. We still need to let go of aversion of hatred. Now, obviously, it's a process, needless to say. You know, it's a process. We've been working on it for decades. It's one of the great processes of our lives. I expect to be working on it for the rest of my life, and that's okay. That's okay. It's one of the great processes of our lives. It's one of the great efforts that we make in our lives in our striving to find happiness. And as I've already spoken to, maybe we've worked it out to some extent. Maybe we've been able to let go of a degree of aversion, a degree of hatred, a degree of disrespect. A lot of us, I'm sure, have made a lot of progress, or maybe we haven't come into it from the very beginning with much aversion. Maybe there are people here who haven't had much aversion towards their parents. God bless you. But that relationship, the first thing, of course, in this path is to let go of the unskillful, but we cultivate the skillful. So within that relationship, if we've begun to work out some of our difficulty and our challenge and our struggle and our aversion and our disrespect, we can cultivate the skillful. We can cultivate the love and the compassion for our parents, for our mother. We can deepen into that. And that's also the path to greater happiness in this life. When we strengthen this relationship, when we make this more relationship more positive, more loving and compassionate, there's great benefit for us. It brings us great happiness. It has a great karmic effect. It enables us to find the end of suffering in our own lives, to find true happiness in our own lives, to be able to kind of live the lives that we're meant to live, to fulfill the promise of this life that was given to us. The Buddha talks about uh, repaying the debt. Repaying the debt. So he gives some nice examples here of what it means to repay the debt. He says, uh, one who encourages his unbelieving parents settles and establishes them in faith, who encourages his immoral parents settles and establishes them in virtue, who encourages his stingy parents, settles and establishes them in generosity, who encourages his ignorant parents, settles and establishes them in wisdom. Such a one, O monks, does enough for his parents. He repays them more and more than repays them for what they have done. So how can we translate that into our lives? We're not going to probably, uh, in fact, I wouldn't suggest it, try to give them lessons on Buddhism. I don't try to do that, and I teach Buddhism. But we, what, we, what we learn to do, of course, is practice generosity. You know, practice generosity with our parents, with our mother, 
by giving them our time and our attention. By giving the gift of the Dhamma. You can give the gift of the Dhamma without talking about you know, this Sutta and that teaching of the Buddhas. But basically the gift of the Dhamma entails what? What's the gift of the Dhamma? What's the gift that a teacher seeks to give? It's the gift of giving you what you need to help you end suffering and find happiness in your life. So we can help our parents do that. And, you know, and, and on some level we can do that even if they're not alive. It's easier if they are alive. But we can help them end suffering and find happiness. And find happiness. So if we want happiness in this life, if we want to find the end of our own suffering, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. We need to begin this important work. I'll just end with another short passage in which the Buddha speaks to this. And he says, the wise, and we're all striving to be the wise, the wise prescribe giving, harmlessness, self-control, and taming, service to one's dear parents. And those who live the holy life, and to those who live the holy life, these are the kinds of deeds to which the wise person resorts. The noble one possessed of vision passes to an auspicious world. The wise prescribe giving, harmlessness, self-control, and taming, service to one's dear parents. And to those who live the holy life, these are the kinds of deeds to which the wise person resorts. So let's just close our eyes for a moment. <clears throat> 